You are listening to I Hate Average Podcast featuring Jay from the Bronx. What's going on? I Hate Average Podcast. We're back. Um, last week was a lot of fun. We had Joseph Matthew Garrett from In The Circle web series. He's the creator. We talked about the background of the show and how he got started. This creating content period, we talked about some issues with monetizing and how we could be more creative with that. Great, great, great interview. We talked some business. We talked entertainment. Um, Go check it out after this. So listen to this one. Then go check out last week if you haven't heard it. All right. But this week we have a great guest. We have... Leanne Linsky, she is the host of the Life Laughter Divorce podcast. A couple weeks ago, I shared um, my when she interviewed me for her show. This time, we got her on our show and we got into some deeper stuff with relationships and why they do and don't work. A lot of fun. We, we, we got into some, some philosophies on relationships and you know, inherently do relationships just one person one man one woman or just two individuals do they work in today's landscape and the way the, the world is modeled today do does that last are there 50 60 year marriages still available at this time so we got into some things like that and some of the past guests you tell some of their stories and check it out all right everyone back another episode i hate average podcast this week i have a special guest she's the host of the life laughter divorce podcast i have with me leanne linsky how you doing leanne i'm great thanks for having me on Uh, no problem thank you so much for your time it's great talking to you again i was actually on your podcast last year well actually the beginning of this year actually but um it it was a lot of fun (laughs) it was a lot of fun um you have a different, a different, uh, it's a different niche with your podcast. So, what made you want to be so transparent about relationships? Um, I think it's because it's been. I guess I kind of learned that I had to be after a while. Um, I I've been married and divorced twice, and I was married uh, at the age of young age of twenty two when I was first married, and then divorced at twenty five and remarried at. 27 and divorced again at 29 oh, wow. so <laughs> so I spent basically all of my 20s getting married and divorced and I ended up uh, you know one of my healthy coping mechanisms was comedy you know making jokes of it finding some humor in it and it also was a good way to deflect those awkward questions and uncomfortable situations and as the years have passed and I've talked to more and more people and um, you know, I actually used a lot of this as material for my stand-up comedy over the years. I've just kind of learned to be pretty open about it. And I think with time, a lot of that becomes so much easier to talk about. It's not so fresh. It's not quite the open wound it used to be. So it's a lot easier to look back upon it and, and have an open, candid discussion. Okay. It makes, yeah. a, lot, it makes a lot of sense. So... Y- y- for over the past years, that was that was just your your healing process, just talking about it and being completely honest. Yeah, I think you know. I mean, it's been a long time. So you know, my twenties were a long time ago, <laughs> a couple of decades ago. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so it's I've had a lot of time and a lot of relationships in between, 
And one of the things, I guess, that kind of triggered me talking about it and having a podcast now, well, number one, podcast didn't exist, you know, back in the day when, I I mean, I didn't even have a cell phone and the internet wasn't a thing when I was going through my divorce. It was when dinosaurs, we were like, you know, Barney and Fred from (laughs) the Flintstones. That's what it seems like now. Technology has really changed things. And I think after spending so many years in New York performing and, and then moving to the West Coast, you know, having a podcast is a, another creative outlet for me. And I think instead of just going for the funny and, you know, making jokes about things, I just feel I'm at a point where I want to help other people. And, you know, it's, divorce isn't something that people really talk about. It's very raw. It's very, it's a, it's a weird place to be in. And it's very emotional. And um, I remember being in it and feeling so alone. And, you know, now that I've come to a place where it's not that big of a deal to me anymore, it's pretty far behind. I'd rather take what I've learned through comedy and performing and put it into a format where maybe I can help other people. Yeah, it definitely definitely makes a lot of sense. And, and you know, I listen to the podcast and I, I... to me, it's, it sounds like, like a therapy session. I, I hear people, you know, really, you know, <laughs> touching on things that they probably don't get a chance to talk about throughout their regular day, but just speaking with you for that hour or hour and a half, they're actually, you know, just letting it all out and really expressing how they felt about the situation. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of interesting because when I originally started, I thought, oh, I'll probably talk to a bunch of comics and a bunch of people in theater and who are pretty open anyway, and it will probably be kind of fun and on the, more on the humorous side. And after I met with a few people, I'm like, wow, this isn't at all what I anticipated it being. You're absolutely right. People instead felt very comfortable opening up. And after some of the episodes were recorded, they're like, wow, that felt really good to, to say all of that. And I, you know, I really, I wasn't sure what direction people would take it. And as the conversations flowed, I realized that people were really pretty serious and had a lot of emotions still there. And, um, you know, it wasn't a place where I felt comfortable making, you know, silly jokes out of something. It became more of like, wow, I totally understand where you're coming from. Let's talk about this. Like, tell me your thoughts. How are you getting through it? And, you know, trying to find some positive lessons and positive outcomes from the whole the whole divorce journey. And so it kind of evolved on its own. I was actually surprised when people were like, wow, thank you, you know, for <laughs> asking those questions or talking about those things. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of surprised me, too. So in, in, I guess let's start off like this. In, in, within your life and relationships, what, what do you think uh, was some of the things that Maybe what, that you struggle with in relationship. Why you think that those relationships didn't work out per se? Oh, there's a number of reasons. I think, um, you know, some of it comes with maturity and life experience. You know, my first husband and I got married. I was just, you know, right before my 23rd birthday. I was still 22. I mean, he was really my first real relationship. So I didn't have a lot of experience to draw upon, and I. You know, I was young. You know, when you're 22, you think you know everything. But looking back, I'm like, not so much. Um, So I think there's a level of maturity that was missing in some of those relationships. I also think um, there were expectations. You know, my parents have been married forever. They've now been married 55, 56 years. And, you know, they make it look easy. 
And That's at that true. young age, That's I true. wasn't aware of half the things that they, <laughs> they you know, went through to, to really keep that together. Um, and I think there are a lot of lessons that I've learned, especially more recently than, than earlier, is the importance of communication and how bad. I always thought I was this great communicator. And I realized now, no, not, not so much. Uh, I, I, could, I really needed to work on that and improve that. And it was hard, but I, I definitely have noticed a difference. And, you know, the boyfriend who co-hosts with me, he's, he, he's very helpful with that as well. Like we both are very self-aware and in a place in our life where that's something we want to make sure that we are good at. And we work on that together. And that's important. I don't think a relationship is something you can do on your own. So like in the past, you know, like what you're asking is, um, what did I learn? I think, you know, it changes from relationship and it's changed over time. So do you think, you said it was maturity uh, helped a lot. Do you think that it was aspects that 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 happened in relationship that you kind of would have, you would have tolerated if you were more mature, like, you know, those situations happen now at your age now that you might have not reacted the way that you have reacted back then? Yes, I think exactly that. There's a lot of things that I would have been more tolerant of. And instead of, you know, making those deal breakers, those would have been opportunities for a discussion or a place of growth. And at the same time, there are things that I was so tolerant of that should have been deal breakers, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Um, kind of backwards. And, you know, what's important then are necessary are not necessarily the things that are important now and vice versa. Okay, so do what what are some of the things that uh, like, I guess, patterns, some of the relationship issues that some of the guests have struggled with? Uh, some of my guests have struggled. In, um, I think a common thread is, well, communication comes up a lot. Um, when people stop communicating, things tend to break down. Um, okay. That's a very common thread. And the other one that I notice is um, when we get into, I, a lot of the guests, you know, like, Things that bothered them at the beginning of a, re- of a relationship that they knew were annoying, but they chose to overlook instead of looking at them as red flags. Uh, Long term, those little things turned into big things. And, you know, people don't change. True. So if there's something that's intolerable to you today, it's probably going to be 10 times intolerable to you in 10 years. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> you know, you either have to learn to love it or, or leave it. Um, and that's something I think people, we have these expectations that people are going to change or that we tend to see the potential in somebody rather than the reality in somebody. Yeah. What, a, what, a, I, which kind of surprised me, um, about some of your episodes, a lot of the problems didn't stem, you know, necessarily from infidelity. I thought that that would be, you know, the, the most common thing that could <laughs> can break a relationship, but <laughs> most of the time that wasn't the case. Were, were you surprised by that also? Um, yes and no. I guess, I guess if I, no, maybe not so much. 
I think, you know, it may, some people maybe may not even talk about it, um, even if it happened. But I think that infidelity is almost a result of other problems in the marriage because you're probably not going to step out if everything's going well. That's true. If if all of your needs or if all of my needs are being fulfilled by the person I'm with, I'm probably not going to cheat on them. <laughs> you know, I don't, it doesn't even cross my mind. I have no interest in that. So I kind of look at it as like that's probably more a symptom of something going on or a result of something going on than that being the problem. That makes a lot of sense. So, has has the doing the podcast has it helped you kind of you you're in a relationship now with your, with your boyfriend? Has that kind of helped you guys understand each other a little bit more, hearing other people's problems, and so you kind of know how to navigate your your personal relationships now? Yeah, you know that's a great question. Yes, the answer is yes. It really does. I think help. You know, we. Because of the podcast, we end up having conversations I don't think we would ever have unless we were having these problems. <laughs> and I think it gives us a whole new, you know, um, perspective on things. It's like, wow, you know, what? how would you handle this? You know, we get to, you know, because, you know, he's not on all of my interviews, like the ones that I do for the podcast via Skype, he's not partaking in usually, but we always do the intro together. So we always have a discussion of what the topic was with our guests and we listen to it again together. And we have, you know, big conversations about that. Like what were the, what was the overall theme with that? What were things that really stuck out to us? And it's funny because even when we're not like specifically talking about the podcast, we always come back to that, uh, during different parts of our everyday life about, um, you know, doing that. I think even, you know, we, you were on our second episode and you and I had a whole conversation about the little thing, you know, like doing little things. Like remember when you would used to text your wife when you were first dating, you're like, yeah. And it's like, do you do that anymore? And you're like, no. And so he and I talked about that and it's like, yeah, you know what? Those things really are important. And I notice now we do things uh, I think we even go more so out of our way to do things together. Like um, when he goes to the grocery store and we don't even live together. And when he goes to the grocery <laughs> store, he makes sure that some of my favorite things are always in his fridge okay. and vice versa. You know, like if I am out running errands and I see something that I know he'd like, you know, I'll get it. Like I'll pick it up and surprise and be like, Hey, I thought of you and I knew you needed this or something. And it's those things that I think are so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and that all, you know, I, I noticed those more because of the conversation I have with you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it does. It, it's weird. It really does make a difference and it's kind of cool. I, I'm like, wow, I'm really glad we picked this topic to work on, you know, to focus on for our podcast, because this I think really helps our own relationship. Definitely. Definitely. And, and also doing the podcast also, it was great that I got to listen back with it, back to it with my wife. And, you know, we got to discuss it you know, think about our past issues and, and discuss and continue the things further. And, and, you know, like like you said, just think about the little things and always just re- just remembering what got us here in the first place, you know, what we, our first passions was, what got us in- attracted to each other and things of that nature. So definitely doing the podcast and just having a space to talk about it because these are things probably that we would be 
keep inside of us if we, if we didn't, uh, <laughs> you know, just have this, this space to talk about it. Yeah. And I think too, like sometimes, you know, in the past when, you know, you have that sit down conversation with your significant other and it's like, oh, I dread this. I don't want to have this conversation. What did I do wrong? And you immediately feel terrible, like everything's falling apart or you wouldn't be having this terrible, serious <laughs> conversation. Yeah. You know, you get that feeling like, ah, um, and I think having like j exactly what you said, having the excuse to sit down and listen to a podcast and then talk about it in that sense changes the whole dynamic of that conversation. Yeah, definitely. It definitely takes the pressure off. You're absolutely right. So, and I'm so glad you shared that with me because I was wondering, like, hey, did she ever listen to that? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, she did. So, is it, are there things like relationship-wise? Are there just things that issues? Are there particular issues that every relationship has to have? You're always gonna have like uh, the money issue. You're always gonna have the the power struggle. Are there things that just it has to happen in relationships? think it has to happen I think um, I think at different times it's gonna come up because life happens you know unexpected yeah. things happen someone loses a job someone changes job I mean stuff like that you lose your insurance or or you have a baby I mean those things are definitely game changers sure um, so and they're not always planned for so <laughs> that can you know usually not um so those things are those can throw a, a throw you for a, a loop but uh i don't know that there's always something but probably i mean you know life is never perfect so there's yeah. always going to be something that's you know it seems like wouldn't it be great if your whole life was in balance but it never is there's yeah. always something that's <laughs> you know driving you bananas Sure. You know, and it's not always like when my relationship's going good, then maybe my my job is driving me nuts. Or if my job and my relationship are going good, maybe, you know, my health and, you know, diet are terrible and I'm crabby. So it just, you know, I think it ebbs and flows. Yeah. There's always something that we can learn from. <laughs> but here, here, here's the hard question. <laughs> is it possible to just have a, a happy marriage nowadays? You know, with with so many, so much distractions, so much issues going on in life. I think uh, technology kind of adds on to issues, just because it, it it's another distraction. It kind of cuts away some communication, though. So, is it possible to just have the happy marriage like you you mentioned before, but like our parents had? Is is that possible? Yeah. I think so. I think it takes practice. You know, I don't think that, um, I don't think it just happens. I think we, that's something we strive, that we strive to have that it takes work and effort every day. Um, it, I think it, we have to make a conscious effort every day to make that happen. Mm. Um, and come from and focus on the focus, focus on what's right in the marriage rather than what could possibly be wrong that's true you know I, I look at my mom and dad you know they've been married 56 i think years now and oh, wow or it, yeah 56 i think it will be next month and you know i've asked my mom what is it and she says it's a lot of tolerance and a good sense of humor yeah. and you know you know, looking back, I mean, you know, you always remember your parents getting along. You always remember when your parents have an argument. You always remember, you know, 
better times, harder times, things like that. But I look at, whoops, I look at them now and, um, you know, I'm like, wow, they're 77 and 80 years old uh. and they're two peas in a pod. They do everything together. They're, you know, partners in crime. They, they are really enjoying their life. They, you know, my mom said, you know, when my dad retired, you know, it was worth it. This, these are the best years of our life. This, everything sure. was worth it. And that's really, that's really cool to hear. Yeah. So I don't think it's, I, I do think it's possible. I just don't think it always comes easy. You yeah. know, it, it doesn't have to be difficult, but I think that, that it's a journey. Yeah. How did, how did you, cause I don't, I don't know how I would deal with this. How did your first, during your first divorce, how did, how did you go about, um, how did you go about, you know, explain it to your family, your parents, being, you know, knowing them having a, a long lasting marriage and, you know, divorce probably wasn't common. How, how did you go about uh, expressing that to them? Or did you feel uh, any anxiety? Um, oh gosh. Yes. All of the above. That was, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't something that I ever anticipated happening in my lifetime, yeah. let alone twice. Uh, for for sure, that was very very hard. There was a lot of anxiety and sad. You know, there's a lot of grief with yeah. that. Um, in both times, the first time was really hard. That was, I didn't understand all of why that was happening. Mm. I was very confused by it. It was a, you know, I was young. I didn't get it. I was like, why is this happening? And yet, you know, a lot of that was my own choice. So. Yeah. And that was hard to talking to my parents because, you know, they've never experienced it and it wasn't common in their day and age. And they didn't come from a place of understanding. They tried to be supportive as they could, but, you know, they didn't have any firsthand experience. So it wasn't like my mom could be like, yep, totally get it. You know, (laughs) she didn't. That's kind of a difficult way to navigate because that's one aspect of life because your parents haven't gone through it. They can't help you navigate it because they... That's, you know, it's not like riding a bike. They could tell you how to ride a bike. They could tell you how to ride a car. But <laughs> if they've never been through a divorce, they they don't know what to say. They don't. Yeah, they don't know <laughs> what to say. They don't know what to help you with. You know, it's got to be very frustrating on their part. You know, and and it's interesting because, you know, then I got married again and divorced again. And then after that, when I eventually started dating, they're like, we don't want to meet anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they didn't. They didn't meet anybody until uh, I don't think they met anybody I dated until the boyfriend. Wow! Like it's been a long time since I brought <laughs> anybody around my family. Yeah. So I don't. But it was think... understandable that they requested that. It was kind of understandable. Yeah, and and I totally get it because you know they lost a son-in-law and they really liked both of my husbands. They got along great with both of them. Yeah. And. Um, so, you know, for them, it was a loss and they felt really bad about that. So, you know, I had to kind of find support outside of my family that from other people who had actually experienced divorce and kind of saw it from a different perspective. Yeah. Well, you know? you, have you heard the, the Louis C.K. joke about uh, his divorce and how people was, they, used to, they used to tell him, oh, I'm so sorry. But he used to say, don't be sorry. Nobody is happy gets a divorce. Don't be sorry. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I always had to keep some 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 responses like that in my back pocket so that <laughs> when people, you know, people at work would always come up and say something, you know, yeah. it's like, hey, I'm trying to focus on work and not cry or I'm, not, you know, exactly, trying not yeah. to be angry or whatever <laughs> it is that day and not think about it. And then inevitably somebody comes up on their break and is like, hey, so uh, I heard it's like, I want to poke yeah. you in the eye with my pencil, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So no, I love what go ahead. I was gonna say, was it was it harder telling friends and coworkers, or was it harder explaining to your family? Um, probably explaining to my family. Um, and I really didn't want to talk about it with my co. Well, the first one, I did talk to some of my coworkers and everything, but by the time my second one came, I did not talk to my coworkers because my ex, my second husband and I had worked together for a long time. Oh my god! Yeah, and so not by the by the time we had divorced, he was working elsewhere, but um, I did not want to make people pick sides. I didn't want to drag anybody into it. Um, We had a lot of mutual friends, and I wanted to be fair to them. It wasn't their fault, you know. True. Was it their fault? He was su- no. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, was it? It wasn't their fault, and, and so it was really hard because I. But they, they could have warned you, anything. though. They could have warned you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so when they asked, I was I would just say something very neutral, like it was meant to be. It was meant to be over. And yeah. they knew I was having a hard time with it, but I'd never wanted to badmouth him, and I never wanted to badmouth my first husband either, because yeah. you know they were good people. I wouldn't have married him in the first place. That's true. So. Have you've been doing this uh, a couple of months now? Have you gotten any interesting emails or, or, or direct messages from from fans and telling you stories about, you know, relating to the podcast? Yeah, we have. We have received some emails and messages and stuff like that on social media and and through our email, and it's been. It's, it's never good to hear anybody's gone through a divorce, but yeah. it's so cool that people are reaching out and sharing their stories and feeling comfortable with us to do so, yeah. which is really great, you know? And I love it um, when people engage with us on social media and, you know, we can throw some questions out there and find out, you know, what are you, how are you handling this or what are you doing to take care of yourself and those kind of things. And we really like getting the feedback. Uh, what's... what's- I know it's possible, but what's the like the longest marriage you've heard of where, where there was a divorce, like a 20 year marriage and a divorce or a five year marriage and a divorce? What's the because I know you've been speaking with people and having different guests. So what's the what's the longest uh, marriage that you heard that, that ended in a divorce? I think it was episode one uh, with Jim and he was married, I think, 21 years. Wow. Oh, my God. Mm hmm. Yeah. And it just, it just ended. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You have to go back and listen to that one. That was, that was a juicy oh story. Uh, or, yeah. Jim, he's a good guy and he's doing some, some good things ever since, but boy, not easy oh, at man. all. Yeah. You know, and we've also talked to people with children. That's really hard when you have to co-parent and you're going that's through true. a divorce. Holy cow. Yeah, that's I, a lot. I was, to just, I was just listening to one of, uh, the episodes about co-parenting and the, the gentleman was saying he was screenshotting the conversations. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dad solo. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I follow him on Instagram. And yes, he does. <laughs> he takes screenshots of his text conversations with yeah. his ex. And he's like, my goodness. <laughs> but 
fortunately, he remains anonymous for both him and her. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's interesting because people have these stories and, and, and it's, it's real life and it, it just makes you more aware. It, it make, I guess it makes you want to hold on to the relationship you have just because you know how bad it could be. But, oh, my uh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> yes. But, uh, for sure. And it makes you think twice about getting married again. True. Um, the the in fact the episode we released uh today the the last episode episode 32 um i just spoke to a woman in philadelphia and she actually um her story is it, i i don't want to say a good story it's a sad sto- story story <laughs> it's a divorce but, right <laughs> yeah so i'm like oh it's a great episode um and it's so sad but she just went through uh a breakup where she called off an engagement and uh, she ended up taking part in the naked bike ride in Philly. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's so out of character for her. And we were talking about what had happened and what her process was and, and what this journey has been like for her. And it, you know, it's really cool talking to some of our guests because at the end of the episode, you know, we go through this whole, it's like we go through this whole thing together and I feel so bad and, you know, I get it. I understand the hurt and the pain that they're coming from. And at the end, they're doing like really cool things and they're <laughs> finding ways to take care of themselves. And I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to hear what you do next, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of cool. And I, and you know, then I call the call the boyfriend and I'm like, hey, this was such a good interview. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't wait for you to hear it tonight and we can talk about it and, yeah. and finish recording this episode together. It's, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's people like that that I get to meet through it that are, it makes it, like there's a whole community of us. You know, yeah. you figure most people who get married, there's a, there's a high chance that it's not going to work out. Yeah, definitely. And it's sad. It's really sad. And I have to look at the positive side that, uh, people can be resilient and they can learn from this. They can grow from this and they can become better people. True. And so there is hope out of something so dark. And for everybody else who's married like you and you're still married and you're working through it. I, I love that too. Yeah. You know? So well, but why, why do you think that is where people, uh, you know, they, they wait for like a divorce or, or a death of a loved one and that's when they start living their best life. They start traveling. They start writing books. And they start doing things that they always wanted to do. But while they was married or in a relationship, they, they never, they wanted to do it, but they never pursued it. Why, why do you think that is? They wait till Ooh, it's over. <laughs> that's another really uh, good question. That's a question of the century. Why do we wait? You know, I think... Um, in a lot of situations, not just in relationships, but, you know, a lot of people need to hit rock bottom or they need to hit, uh, hit, hit a low that kind of gives them the swift kick in the butt wow, that they true. need wow. to get motivated and to make those changes. You know, I think we all tend to become complacent or we take the easy way out. It's really easy to fall into a routine and to just kind of go with the flow. Making change is hard. Wow. Uh, it takes a conscious effort. It's something that I have to do every day to, to work on it. You know, I, I'm constantly working on becoming my best self and, you know, it's, I find myself slipping into old habits and, you know, being cranky about the old things I was cranky about. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> let's reel that in, you yeah. know? So I think 
unfortunately, we're creatures of habit and we go with what we know. And there's a fear of what we don't know. And that's a risk to make change. It's easier to, to, to say, well, he wouldn't change. If all he would do is just take out the trash, things would be great. Well, guess what? The trash doesn't bother him. It bothers you. <laughs> sure. You're <laughs> absolutely right. You know? So, so, so about the, the, the podcast. So where do, where do, where do you see it go? Do you see uh, just continuing to, to speak with, with people about relationships? Do you see uh, evolving into, you know, video conversations or, or you just you're, you're in like the zone of, of podcasts audio podcasts well I love I love the podcast aspect because I feel that having a podcast I can reach people all over the world right mm, you true, know I mean true. everybody's downloading podcasts and it's it's more inclusive than you know, one-on-one -on -one conversations. I mean, I'm out here on the West Coast, so the chance of me running into you is very <laughs> slim to none. So a podcast is a really good vehicle to, to really support a community like this. Yeah. But, you know, from here, I, I would love if there's people listening and you want to share your story, or maybe you're in the industry of divorce and you deal with divorcees, whether it's from a legal aspect or uh, you're a marital therapist or you work with children who are suffering because they're, uh, you know, children of divorce, anything along those lines, I, I would love to talk to you. If you're a bartender and you're dealing with divorced people at your bar every night and they're telling you their stories and, uh, that'll you know, be a good one. That'll be <laughs> right. That's what I'm talking about. Um, you know, I, I want to hear it from all angles because divorce is something that affects all of us on so Absolutely. many levels. And in this, because society has changed so much, you know, back in the day when women weren't working and, you know, they were at home raising the children, it was much harder for them to leave a marriage than it is nowadays. You know, like everything in the world changes and therefore the relationships have to change too. So I, I love talking to people and finding out what their experience was like and what they're learning from it. But going from here, you know, one thing that I'm working on is life coaching. And that's a new focus of mine that I'm looking at doing. I'm going to be, um, I already have a, a couple of people that I work with and I love doing it. So I would love to continue that and expand that. But, you know, I've been working a lot on the website and with Life After Divorce. And I have classes that I will be offering more of. Um, okay. I've done I've done a few classes where actually I use improv because I've done so much comedy over the I don't know how many years now almost 20 years so you know doing comedy for so long I found it to be a healthy coping mechanism and yeah. so using the basics of improv not stand up necessarily but the basics of actual improv comedy those are great communication techniques that can be applied in everyday situations and going through anything like divorce which can be a very touchy uh topic yeah. this can help find easy ways to navigate your way through it whether it's talking with your ex and having conversations or talking that awkward you know questions at the water cooler on your break whatever it is <laughs> my improv classes uh, which i do via webinar and sometimes out here on the West Coast in person are really helpful with that. And it just gives you, and it, you know, 
it's a, also a great night out or a great yeah. night in if it's a webinar because then you don't feel like you have to go to a bar or something to meet other people who are going through the same thing as you. So it's True. not necessarily group therapy, but it is a lot of fun. So it that's sounds something like that a I lot of fun. Yeah. I yeah. don't, you have, you have a, a, a this is off subject, but you, you have an, a knack to get people to open up. I see you, yeah, you. So I can see you do a life coaching. That'd be actually perfect for you. Oh, thank you very much. I actually, I love doing it. It's not something that I'd ever really thought about uh, before. And now that, you know, I've gone through the training and, and been working with some clients that I'm like, wow, this is fascinating. I love this. <laughs> and to see the change in people is incredible. Um, you know, they do all the work. All I do is ask the question, you know, it's not therapy. Yeah. It's, you know, taking someone who's, you know, playing the game of life and wants to play it like a pro and it's pretty cool. And then the last thing is that's coming up on life after divorce is, um, going back to your question too, about where do I want to go with this is, you know, there's nothing better than some old retail therapy. So stay tuned because in a couple of weeks I'll be launching my online store. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely you, sounds interesting. If you're looking for some self care, you know, come on over my way with self care with a sense of humor. <laughs> okay. So would you was you doing comedy while you was you was married or something you, you um reached out to after? No. I well I was working on my material when I was married. I just didn't know it. Um <laughs> <laughs> comedy was something that uh, I did after. It was suggested to me by a coworker. Okay. Uh a, a couple years after and I was like, you know, Maybe I should check into that. And I took a class with the Second City, and I fell in love with it, and been doing it ever since. Great, great. Yeah, Leanne, I, it was it's always a pleasure talking to you. I really, really appreciate your time. Um, tell people how they can reach out to you. You can reach out to me in several different ways. You can visit our website, which is lifelafterdivorce.com, and laughter is L-A-F-T-E-R. So lifelafterdivorce.com. You can email me there. There's a form you can contact us with. Or you can find me on Facebook, at Life Laughter Divorce, on Twitter at Laughter Divorce, or on Instagram at Life Laughter Divorce. So direct message me or find me on the website, and um, I'd love to hear from you. Always love to hear from people uh, and your thoughts and experience on divorce. Okay. All right. Yeah. There you have it. That's my interview with Leanne Linsky. I told you guys we got into some deep stuff. It was a lot of fun. She uh, gave some great advice. We shared both of our insights on, on marriage and relationships. And, you know, it's it's hard. It's one of the, the things that we most likely are going to go through in life. We're going to end up having relationships. But there's no real manual. There's no, you know, people don't come with manuals. I think relationships is always catered to the individual people involved and People don't walk around with manuals for themselves, so it's always going to be a struggle. You got that's why we always going to uh, need podcasts like hers or, or platforms like hers just to talk about some of the issues that we go through. We always hear the 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 tales of the happy marriages or the 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 marriage conferences and how to make your wife happy in ten days and things like that. But this you know get our hands dirty and delving deeper into the the real issues right um everything is not going to be a fairy tale everything is not going to be just prey on it um people have real issues that they have to deal with and navigate through life and 
her platform is one of those things where people could talk it out. Um, definitely contact her and hit her up and check out her her content. Um, thank you guys again. Like I always say, thank you guys again for supporting the show. Continue to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also go to Google Play. I just discovered we're not on Stitcher, so you can't. But I'm going to be up on there soon. We, I will be on Stitcher because um, it's people who have different podcast apps and they want to hear podcasts on their particular app. So definitely I'm going to be on Stitcher. Um, if there's any other platforms you think I should be on, hit me up let me know. Because um, everybody doesn't listen to SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts and Google. So there's many, many, many different podcast platforms and i want to be on all of them so if you know of any more that i'm not on that i should be on let me know also i'm going to be doing this 100 days of vlogging so you guys could go on youtube and look up j jacob j-a-y jacobs just look up my youtube channel i'm going to be doing over the next 100 days i'm going to do a vlog a day some short some a little longer depending on how the day goes but i'm definitely going to be doing a vlog a day i'm gonna try to do it for the rest of the year so check it out just something else some some more content to add to the repertoire and we only do the podcast once a week so it'll be good to talk to you guys on a daily basis so check out 100 days of vlogging on my channel also hit me up on all my social media i hate average jay on twitter I hate average podcast on Instagram. I hate average J A Y on Snapchat. Thank you guys so much for your continued support. Email me show at average J A Y. If you want to be a guest or if you know someone that should be a guest and you have a story that you want to share, or if you want to tell me you hate the show or you love the show, hit me up show at average J 